What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Kayla Pearson. Joining me in the host spotlight, Miss Rose Locke. Rose, Hi, how are Kayla. you? I'm great. Good, good. You are uh, the mother of a graduating I am. student. I am. He actually graduated last Friday with his graduation yes, ceremony. Yes, from so. school. Oh, man. Yeah, and he, you were his, uh, he has to do a thesis, the curriculum we use, and you were one of his judges, so I, tell. <laughs> I'm so glad Isaac was the first student of our youth group to invite me to a senior thesis. Uh, it was fun. I was intimidated by that that homeschool crowd with these thesis statements. It was the smartest room I've ever been in, I think. But yeah, it was fun. Uh, he's back with us, Senior Pastor Mark Carey. Mark, how you doing, my friend? Doing okay. Good. Good. Thank you for being here. Guys, why don't we jump into a Sunday in review? Now, uh, I must confess, uh, mm. I didn't go to church here this weekend. Uh, I was down at FBC Shenandoah, yeah, uh, preaching down at Shenandoah. So wasn't uh, able to be here in person for the sermon, but I'd love to jump into what we were talking about. Uh, Rose, I'll come your way okay. first, and Mark, we'll see what you have for us. But well, one of my favorite topics, which is story. Hmm. Um, I love a good story, and I love I love when we make connections. Um, of concepts and ideas. And I just feel like um, I've been sharing with the worship team. I feel like this is an important time in the life of our church hmm. because I feel like the word story is coming out louder and clearer um, from the video we had to the sermon series to, to where we're going next and the idea of discipling one another because I think a lot of discipleship happens through stories hmm. and life experiences. And so I just... Um, I, I really enjoyed the sermon. I really enjoyed, uh, Mark, that you used Paul as our example, that Paul himself shared his story, and he shared, it, he shared it a lot. One of the things I've been impressed with as I read Paul's letters is that in every single one of Paul's letters, I think you can find the gospel. Jesus was born, <laughs> mm. he died on the cross for our sins, and he was raised again, laid out that simply. So Paul just does a great job of modeling this idea of you know, listening to other story. Uh, sharing his story so he can share God's yeah. story. So I just I don't think great. I don't think Paul ever lost the wonder and amazement that once I was lost and mm. now I was found. Once I was blind, but now I see the amazing grace. I don't think Paul ever lost sight of that. And even towards the end, in First Timothy, he talks about I, you know I was the I am the chief of sinners, mm. and and yet you know God saved me, mm. and um, so yeah to. To see the boldness of Paul in Acts 26 before Agrippa, or in uh, in Acts 22 before the the Jewish leaders, no matter where it was, Paul could boldly tell his story, and um, right. and, and, and that was out, the point. To, what hmm. came out in the Bible story video, you know, like the the shipwrecks that Paul went through and the hardships that he went through, all of those things only pointed more largely and loudly to the God who had saved him, you know? So even in those trials and in those hard things, and we face trials and hard things as um, Mark Seal shared, uh, even in those trials and those hard things, Paul still kept pointing everyone to the glory of God in the right. process. You know? and, and that was the point, hopefully, again, of the, the larger, the meta story of the morning was mm -hmm. we all have a story and um, we need to capture that and share it with uh, other people. We need to be cognizant that uh, our story wasn't by accident. Mm -hmm. um, 
and as Paul in Galatians 1, I brought that passage out, but as Paul in Galatians 1 talks about, you know, I was set apart even from my mother's womb. When God called me, even from my mother's womb, I was, I was called. And that's the, that's the very essence of the word church, ecclesia. We're, we're mm -hmm. all called. Uh, and uh, Paul ta ta mentions that in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 9, God is faithful through, um, through whom we have been called into fellowship with his son, with Jesus. Uh, he's called us, First uh, Peter, to out of darkness into his marvelous yeah, light. And, and, you know, continuing, we are living stones, you know, being built mm -hmm. up. So yeah. we are individuals, but being called into this larger church body. And I think like Mike Lukens did such a great job at the beginning of the service saying those words to us as as worshipers and as members of the body that that we are individuals but we are called here together this morning to glorify the name of god yeah. you used a, a few verses out of galatians 1 that 13 through 17 i think but galatians 1 ends with a little bit of of paul's credentials and a little bit of his resume and his story and he doesn't flaunt his letters with everything he's been through the whole time but i love when we come across passages where you do see how the lord used this guy this, his story is incredible but the, but he the reason he's writing the letter it's earlier on in that chapter he says in Galatians one I'm astonished you're so quickly turning to a different gospel oh by the way not that there is another gospel but you're teaching like there is and so there's a correct and then there's a reminder and then there's his testimony and story you you, you just see the relationship mm -hmm. happening and the desire for one another and so when we talk about this idea of how somebody else's story can impact ours or, or Marx was on the the podcast did you show the whole thing on Sunday? No, Sunday morning? no, because that's a 25-minute or so podcast. It's out, though, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's on the we YouTube. We put it out yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, okay. there, it was 12 minutes. Okay. And if you just want to see the 12-minute cut version, you can still go on the uh, website, FBC, the live service. Okay, cool. You can still watch last weekend's service, so the cut 12-minute cool. is okay. still available to watch there, but then the full 20-minute is on that. So you just so went shorter then than yeah. you normally do? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Because it was... It was really the application of yeah. of the service. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Mark had referred back. Mark Seals had referred back to a sermon from November twenty first on um, that uh, we we did that series on evangelism uh, back in November. So it's listen to their story. So you build that rapport and trust. Mm -hmm. Then share a little bit of your story, so that you can ultimately point them to his story. Well, Mark has taken that that little Disable. outline, yeah, and. And he is using it big time, and mm. so he, he shared how um, cool. that was. He, he was applying that into many, many different life situations, um, and again, so, so that was the application really of mm -hmm. the sermon. Um, we let Mark Seals show us and tell us how mm. it can be applied, just like the Apostle Paul had a story, and he shared that story. Yeah. Um, before King Agrippa, so you can ultimately point it to God's story. Every one of us has a story, hmm. um, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and we need to listen to other people's story, but find that that common link so that you can share a little bit of your story that will be the stepping stone that you can use to tell God's story hmm. and point people to Christ. I remember a few years ago, I was already on staff at this point, but I, I felt like the Lord was stirring in me a, a realization that I was only looking for encouragement in my own story. 
Like, I, I, what is the Lord doing? And I was only using my own life and my own circumstance to decide what the Lord was doing instead of realizing, let me reopen the door to other people's stories. How can I be encouraged by God moving in the life of somebody else around me? Because for me, the, the encouragement I need was in the, was in the testimony of the person sitting right next to me yeah. for weeks on end. And I was just so, I don't know, self-absorbed or focused. You limit the the work God may be doing when, when, we're, when we think like that. And so, Rose, I have a question for you, putting you on the spot. Why are stories so impactful? You've been here since 95, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. you've been here since 93, 90. Bruh, how long <laughs> you been here? Yeah. 90, whatever? In January. Okay, yeah, 1940. Okay, yeah, 93. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been here since 96, okay? Right. We we know a lot of the people around here. There are stories I remember here in 8, 9, yeah. 10. Right. We got these pastors retiring. Stories are coming to a head a little bit, and that's why it's so cool we did this. Yeah. But why why do they mean this much to us, Rose? And what I, is it about capturing a story? That, I just that... don't even I, – I can't even – I can't even express that because I don't hmm. know the answer. Um, I was thinking – I knew I was going to be sitting in this chair today, so I was thinking a little bit about like what makes a good story, why yeah. are stories important – um, why do stories communicate so much to us? I even looked up a couple of blog articles about how do you write a good story, huh. you know? Um, and I just think there is something inside us as human beings that longs for community. Hmm. And being in community with each other means um, understanding where you've come from, where you're going, um, and how you relate to other people. And without hmm. stories, we can't do that. Hmm. And I also think stories hmm. are art. And mm -hmm. I do, in my core, I do believe um, that God created us in his image partly because we can create. And telling a story is creating. It's mm. creating an environment. It's creating an atmosphere. And in the process of creating, we glorify God. Mm. And I, one of my, I was sharing with Les Sillers a couple weeks ago, one of the sorrows of my heart is we in the church sometimes have relegated the best storytelling to the world. Because I love Disney. Mm. I, I don't love the messages that they send, mm. but I love their commitment to excellence. I love their commitment to storytelling. I love their commitment to understanding um, the, the meaningfulness and the symbolism that can be poured into stories. And... Uh, I want mm -hmm. to see us as a church re reclaim those arts for mm -hmm. us. And we can't do that until we start to tell our stories. Yeah, I thought it was neat in the second service upstairs in F2 when the, um, the video was finished of Mark's, people broke out and applauded mm. because they were, really cool. they, they, they were captured by the story and the realness of what God had done and is doing in Mark's life. And they just applauded. That's awesome. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, my wife and I, Lisa and I were down at the Billy Graham Center, the Cove. It was a pastor's conference, pastor's retreat. And Jim Cimbala uh, was the speaker. And if you know Jim Cimbala, he wrote the Fresh Wind, F Fresh Fire, and, and, mm. and, and numerous books, a pastor of Brooklyn Tabernacle Church in Brooklyn, where he grew up. So he'd been there 50 years as a pastor. He's 80 years old now. Um, master storyteller and uh but he even before every session he had come prepared to, with brooklyn tabernacle has puts together a lot of testimony videos a lot of people have gotten saved over the years uh, mm. through that ministry and before every message there was this riveting story of the power of god in changed lives i mean riveting story and um 
it, it just set the tone. I, and, and there was a remarkable, there was about 400 pastors and, and wives and wives and husbands and there. Mm. But the telling of stories and, and the way Cymbala told his own stories and, and life, um, it galvanized people's hearts together because you could all, you could identify. He told one story about his daughter who had been wayward and really lost. I mean, really mm. dark, dark story. But she came to faith, came to faith and back to the Lord. I think that was just more of an illustration. At the end of his message, though, later that evening, he was obviously prompted by the Lord, and he said, um, you know, if there's anybody here, if you've got a child who is wayward or doesn't know the Lord yet, I, I just want you to come forward, and we're going to pray. And I kid you not, mm. more than half of the pastors mm. got up and went forward, tears streaming down their face. And partly because of Symbola's own vulnerability telling mm -hmm. his yeah, story. And that's what I was going to say is there's something about us being vulnerable to one another that's really hard. It's really hard um, in our world uh, where everything's supposed to be perfect and we're all mm -hmm. supposed to be perfect and we're all supposed to be put together and wear the right clothes and drive the right car and have the perfectly clean house. And like there is something in this world when we can open ourselves up with that kind of authenticity. Well, I, um, I think there's a lie that says, I'll, I'll tell my story. Once it's a success story <laughs> in my own mind or in whatever right, instead of just saying, well, if you want to know where things are at uh, and what, I, what I'm wrestling with as far as what God's doing and what I know he's done, what I'm, you know, continuing to grow in, there's something, uh, an article came out years ago about uh, what young people seek for in peer groups and in significant others, like qualities and traits, okay? So I click on this article, I'm like, this is going to be some garbage. Uh, the number one trait people my age look for in peer groups and a significant other is their ability to tell stories. That's what this this data gave us. And then, so another article weeks later came out, well, what does it mean to tell stories? What do you look for in a storyteller? And the top two things people valued, not that we cater to my peer group, but transparency and a little bit of humor. For whatever reason, there's something about a story like that where if you can tell it's it's not fake, it's not polished, it's just raw, right. then you're disarmed so, like those so pastors were. So when you bring were. up a, a, a movie like Princess Bride. Which or, I was just going to say right? he did on the, yeah. on the podcast. You Princess Bride or you talk about Walmart evangelism. And, and listen, like you know? like I, I wasn't here the weekend, but I watched the podcast online and, and I knew he was about to share what was going on. And I mean, he, he was mentioning books of the Bible and then he said it reminds me of Princess Bride. And I was like, what? <laughs> like it was so. Well, only thing better would have been something about Star Trek. Yeah. yeah right. So, so I was like, I was like, what? Where is he going with this? And then he just, all he was doing was being himself a little bit and saying, here's something I thought was funny. And the Lord, it stirred in me. And it, it ended up being an encouragement. This idea of well, Billy Crystal and, being and an encouragement. Things, I was like, that is so cool. Yeah. One of the things I adored about his testimony was that he said, okay, there's two outcomes here. Mm. One outcome is that the Lord has ended my life mm. with cancer. And it's going to end in short mm -hmm. time. And the other is that I'll have a Hezekiah. He called it a Hezekiah mm -hmm. outcome where I have many more years. And, mm. and it sounded like they wrestled, he and his wife wrestled through it. But then they came around to with, okay, Lord, whatever your will is, whether it be for me to have longer or whether it be for me to go home tomorrow, your will be done. And to me, that was just, that That was it. Because sometimes we tell these stories, like, and I think that's why we hesitate to tell our stories, Caleb, because you watch other people's stories and there's a happy ending. Hmm. And so when your story has what could appear to be a sad ending, 
you tend to hide it or yeah. you don't know how yeah. to deal with that or you don't know how to accept that. Well, I prayed for healing and the Lord didn't right. grant it. Okay, right. mm. <laughs> that's the Lord's will yeah. then, you yeah. know. Or if you tell your story and it's it's still messy, you're still in the mess of it. Yeah. Uh, um, people don't really don't know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. I, I know mm -hmm. someone who does that, does that well. Mm. Um, and in the Bible studies that he circulates around, um, it, it, it leaves people a little bit on edge because mm -hmm. he's very open and very vulnerable about his own personal struggles. Mm -hmm. And you know everybody else is having their own personal struggles, but at least here's a guy who's willing to admit it yeah. and, and sit it and say, but but God, but God. You know, but God. Mm -hmm. and, that, God. and then you point people to his story I think is is what's so neat about the that. other thing I'll say is I think sometimes we don't ourselves recognize when we're in the middle of a story. Does That's that good make point. sense? It does. Like I was thinking, okay, if they asked me to tell a story, what story would I tell? So I'll just <laughs> tell it real quick. Um, the story I would tell is that um, Roger and I were in a hard time in our marriage where I don't know whether he just had a job that didn't pay well, or I don't remember he had been laid off from a job. Mm. I don't financially we were in a hard place, and it was the end of the month. And I, in the morning, I didn't have enough groceries to feed. You know what I mean? Like I, I had probably beans and soup or something, but mm. not really to make a meal. So I had $20 in the bank um, and I, I prayed. I was like, okay, Lord, mm. I probably should go to the grocery store and get some food, but I'm not sure, like, I'm just not sure what to do. So, you know, would you help me make this, this basically I was trying to get God to help me decide whether to spend my $20 on the food, whether to put food on the credit card or whether to you know, just kind of eat beans, mm. what, what to do. And I remember I started, I was cleaning in the kitchen. The kids were really little and like literally it, it's one of those stories. There was a knock at the door and I opened the door and standing on the other side of the door of all, Mike Grams was standing there mm. of all people. And Mike Grams had a laundry basket full of food mm. um, because he owned a rental around the corner from where I lived and the um, people uh, had left and had like left like in the middle of the night kind mm. of a deal and had left a freezer full of food. Mm. And um, I mean, I, I couldn't use all the food because obviously it had been someone else's refrigerator, <laughs> I didn't know, but there was some frozen hamburger. Mm. And so we had Sloppy Joe's for dinner that night and it was like two or three days before a paycheck or something was coming. And yeah. so we were fine then from then on. Huh. But it was one of those moments where God provide, like it wasn't until I think a year later that it dawned on me that I had had one of those mm. major God providing moments in the moment I was just cooking hamburger for my mm. family. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. sometimes in the middle of the story, we don't even realize. So I think it's important to do things like journal. And I think mm. it's important to do things like remember. Mm. You know what I mean? I think it's important to store events in your life for that purpose because God is unfolding them perhaps for the benefit right. of someone else. And it's important to be in community because that's oftentimes where those stories come out mm -hmm. where you know, so if, if, yeah, one reason why you, you're aware of those stories is because people are asking you, so how did it go today? Or what's going on in your life today? And when you're in community, small group or of some, you're, you're prompted. It's, mm -hmm. and, and it's safer. It, it, it's so important to be in, in community because that's oftentimes where those stories uh, get shared. Uh, and, and then it's motivating. It's encouraging. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And again, well, one of the things we talked about, though, is that let's be careful to listen to other people's mm -hmm. stories first and be sensitive to that. And then and then God will bring to our attention, I think, he, he, that happens, doesn't it, all the time, yeah. where he'll bring a story or a something 
into your mind that connects with that person's story so that mm. you can make that bridge with God's story. And it, you walk away and you realize this was a, this was a divine happening. Mm -hmm. This, there was something divine that took place here mm. and I was a part of it yeah. in telling that story. And I'll refer people actually to the podcast. I think the last time I sat in this chair, because it's been a long time, one of the last times I sat in this chair, Mark, was when you were in this evangelism series that we're talking about. And we spent a lot of time sitting here um, talking about how to ask good questions, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So there is some skill development that can happen in our own personal lives. We can learn how, how do I create good questions and how do I listen well and how do I ask questions that legitimately show interest in other people and really help them yeah. make some of these connections, yeah. you know? And if you, if you ever get lost about how to do that, watch reruns of Johnny Carson. <laughs> he, yeah. I was doing Skilled. that recently. Yeah. I mean, he knew how to ask questions of of his guests and the stories that would come out and follow. Anyway, mm. yeah, that that that's great. By the way, um, a Monday night um, on the twenty third, May twenty third, Monday night, Don Den Hartog, our former pastor of biblical education, is going to be here that weekend. On Saturday morning, the 21st, he's actually going to do a seminar from 8.30 to 11.30 on how to study the Bible mm -hmm. and, and how, to, how to get into the Word. It's a condensed three-hour thing. But Monday night, he is going to do a 90-minute, hour-and-a-half uh, presentation on how you can tell your story, take your stories, and, and help, be, help provide kind of relevancy in in the teaching it's of called the word. A, a spoonful of sugar how to apply biblical study yeah which is a disney quote i will add yeah it is yeah um yeah that's By awesome who? mary pot well mary, mary poppins yeah. and he, and he's doing that in person right <laughs> because you know why no it'll help make the medicine go down yeah, exactly guys so guys don't, no, no 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 don't get this song stuck in my head I had that song stuck in my head from second grade through fourth. All right. Uh, and Don will be here in person. That's doing right. That, That's which is right. Cool. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what else has happened? That and week? later that weekend, Sunday, May 22nd, is John Morrison's final uh, Sunday. So, and, and Pastor Mark mentioned in our all staff meeting, he can say whatever he wants at this point. Yeah. So, you don't want to miss it. You do not want to miss that service outside. You want to be part of the special trick that Caleb Pearson. Mark Francis and I have dreamed up for the end of that. See, service. I was, yeah, I was oh, hoping I, I was hoping I'd fly under the radar, but now the names drop. So yeah, all your complaints can be emailed to me. Uh, yeah, it should be fun, exciting, exciting season. Outdoors. For sure. Yep, outside. Uh, 10 a.m. one service. So uh, as a reminder to our listeners and viewers all over the place, you can find us uh, Sermon Spotlight. We pop right up as well as fbcva.org. That's where you can find all the things we're talking about, including this past service uh, and what's to come. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love, God bless.